What's up, everybody? Welcome to Moving Upstream Without a Paddle, the podcast that helps develop a mindset for success. My name is Dr. Garrett Goggins. Most people call me Dr. G. And tonight we're going to be kicking off the 30 days of podcasting. It's a challenge that I have been given and I'm gladly going to accept. So every day of the month of November, uh, we will have some sort of episode um, on this on this podcast. Um, tonight, though, we're gonna. I was actually fortunate enough to be invited to be a guest host, uh, co-host, a guest co-host on the Journey Beyond Divorce with Scott Brent and Miriam Wilson. Miriam was had some some things to take care of, so I was invited to come in and, and co-host with Scott, and it was just an awesome conversation. I think you guys are gonna enjoy it. Before we get to that, though, I really need to give a shout out to to the sponsor of the podcast, and that is uh, Tobala Mexican Cuisine Food Truck. Guys, I mean, if you're in Colorado, Colorado Springs, you have to you have to try this food. I say food truck, but really, it is definitely fine Mexican cuisine. You would feel like you were in just fine dining. Just amazing food, amazing delivery, amazing presentation, and amazing taste. So again, I'll be having some commercials with Tabala here soon, but until we can get to that point, I just wanted to give them a big shout out. So Tabala Mexican Cuisine. Um, for now, let's go ahead and get started. And I'm going to let you listen to the podcast with The Journey Beyond Divorce. There we go. We're live. We're live over here too. We got dual and uh, streams. Streams going on right now. So dual, <laughs> dual streams. All right, y'all. We're trying something different today. Two podcasts at one time. Yep. So Scott Brandt with the uh, Journey Beyond Divorce, and I've got a special co-host today, Garrett Goggins. Um, he does have his own podcast too. I'll let him talk about that a little bit, but. Uh, we decided to team up today because my normal co-host, Miriam, said she had some other stuff going on. So I was like, hey, go do what you need to. Um, I'll find somebody that will jump on here. And so now we're going uh, dual stream here. So it's very interesting. <laughs> it is very interesting. And so here you got me with Moving Upstream Without a Paddle. You guys seen Scott before. He's been on here quite a few times um, with, with Miriam and then with, with Patrick. So um, we're really just kind of kicking off the 30 days of podcasting, mm -hmm. podcasting every single day. <laughs> I've got another one, though, because uh, Patrick and I, with uh, Two Native Sons, uh, we have another podcast that we're launching. So everything that we've done with the Dreamer Cypher, that's what we're stripping down. But that one, we have uh, called it Silence the Inner Fucker. <laughs> Um, so it's one of those things that it's just having the real conversation, showing up unscripted, being true, real, and just being being yourself and whatnot. Right. So it's uh, one of those very unique things. But we both are working together as the collaborative units. Um, and so we do have to give a shout out to our first sponsor with everything that we're doing, Tabala Mexican Cuisine. Jasper Axelrad runs that truck. Um, so give her a shout out. I actually... Hung out with her last night, saw her in her zone. Um, she was working with Black Hat Distillery in regards to some different things with planning process for stuff coming down the pipeline with uh, Colorado and uh, the fun aspect of COVID and whatnot. But I want to give a shout out to her. Had some uh, King's Chicken uh, quesadilla last night. Whew, that was <laughs> delicious. So uh, we want to thank Jasper for just jumping on and trusting us. And um, we just look at it as another way to really give full exposure to a lot of people 
on a platform that a lot of people don't understand or they look at it and they're kind of scared when it comes to podcasting. So Yeah, absolutely. And I remember when you had started your own. Um, I, I was freaked out. <laughs> freaked out. The first conversation, you're like, I've spent a whole day on 24 seconds and uh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> two, the two-minute intro took me about three, four hours. And yeah. So, but you no, know, growth is good. It's a good, it's a good thing, growth. Mm-hmm. So, um, Gary, you've gone through a divorce, um, and you are married now, um, yeah. but when, what was your experience like when you went through that divorce process? So that, so mine was probably a little bit different than most because it's not only did I go through a, a divorce, I went through getting laid off. Mm. And so I was kind of combating the two at the same time. Um, so the whole, that whole, t- that whole time period was really a blur, right? So it was April of, of 2009. Um, my ex-wife, my wife at the time just informed me that, that she wanted a divorce. And then in November of 2009, and you know, within Colorado, we, you have to go through this 90 day period mm, of, yep, yep. Of, of the divorce aspects. So and my divorce actually didn't finalize until January of 2010. Mm. So I was go- had to deal with both of those, November being laid off and then going through the divorce at the same time. So it was a whole lot of a, of a blur. But what I, you know, what I do remember and is that, um, I didn't want to go through the divorce in a way that was going to be extremely bitter because we have we have the the, the boys the, the um, our kids and I didn't we both didn't want it to be this this argument this match about who's you know who's going to do what and who's going to do this and we really just wanted to make it as as um, as simple as possible and just work together. And it, it actually got to the point where we, you know, flat out told the judge and everybody at the things like, we're just, we're doing it our way. This is the way we want to do it. We've come up with an agreement. And, you know, the judge kind of gave us some, some pushback on that. Like, are you sure this is what you want? And like, yeah, this is a definitely what we want. And um, so it was, it was, it was very amicable, really, the divorce, mm. that, that part. But, there's just other aspects, you know, that we've talked about. And I think we talked about um, amongst different groups that we, you just go through this whole, dude, I suck. Because mm. <laughs> not only am I going through divorce, I got laid off. I'm like, I'm just, yeah. I'm about as worthless as worthless can be, right? Woo. So that, yeah, it was, it was a pretty tough time. And uh, it, it's a unique approach um, when you look at that because I know Miriam's talked in regards to the whole aspect. She's like, why does the state have to be involved in everything that I do? Why do they need to know everything? Um, and I know that was a big thing that she was very, very angry on. Um, but with you talking, you guys had talked to the judge, said this is what we want to do. And the judge is like, are you sure? It's like... No, no, we're just telling you this to freaking, I don't know, maybe you'll feel good about yourself. I don't know. Yeah. I think I, a lot of people feel that way, but I, I believe that the reason why the state and, and courts get involved and they're really – is because not everybody is going to go through that. Divorces can be ugly, right? Mm-hmm. And they're, they're not as simple as, as some people, you know, 
like as as uh, my ex and I made it out to be, or as maybe as Miriam and her ex put it out to be, some of them are just downright nasty. Yeah. And so you need this person to come in as a mediator and kind of sort out the bullshit, right? Just, yeah. you know, okay, you can go stand in your corner, you can go stand in your corner, this is the way it's going to happen. And I think sometimes it's just when you're going through the process, depending on whatever judge or, or whomever you get, they don't necessarily distinguish the fact that not all divorces are going to be that way. Yeah. So. And I think it's one of those things, it's the whole experience, um, you start getting jaded, and like the court system's like, we go through all these divorces all the time, um, and then I think sometimes it could be they have this worst case scenario idea in their mind of everything going to blow up, and then they get somebody that's like, no. And then it really surprises them and catches them off guard. And they're like, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure? Yeah, this is exactly what we want. Yeah. And, I mean, we set out. It was it was a very interesting divorce. Very interesting. I mean, we used, we, we actually used the, the same lawyer. It was because we, we really, all we needed a lawyer for was just to, to get through the, the red tape, right, to do the paperwork yeah. and and um and so he was just basically you just realize that if you guys argue i'm mm. done i'm not I, I can't do the two of you so we just really lucked out and, and we really set out and i think that even afterwards we um you know we, we kind of said you know we're gonna do things in a certain way and all because of the, of the kids mm. and how we wanted the kids to um and w were we perfect at that no not, yeah. not at all you know there were times that arguments happen because again divorce is just a, it's just a stressful situation mm -hmm. and um and, and at that time in 2009 uh, the economy was crap like, mm -hmm. you know she was she had lost her job just before and then i lost mine and so we're trying to get finances figured out and going through the it was it was a terrible time terrible yeah. time and i know as long as i've known you it's interesting to see the transformation that has taken place for you um and so i've talked and i've brought this up that the story that i had to deal with was i'm not worthy um and so i don't know if that was the same story that you had dealt with or what was your thought process in regards to the story that you had and now where you're at with really tearing that down to being a mindset coach right yeah no definitely i i i <laughs> Like I said, I felt completely just like I'm and not even so much unworthy, but like I just didn't have I didn't have anything to offer. Really, mm. Right. And and so I really got into this this place where uh, I didn't think very highly of, of, of me as a as a person and not because I was a bad person by any means, but just like I really had nothing to to offer, mm. you know, the workforce or or a relationship. And, um, and I really kind of went into this, this shell at that point and just was very, um, yeah, very withdrawn, right? And not so quick to get into relationships or, or anything like that. And it wasn't until, you know, years later. So we're talking, you know, my whole, my whole transition started in, um, well, started in 2018 and I really ramped it up in 2019. So you're talking 10 years later, I was walking, you know, 10 years, mm -hmm. I was walking in this, this mindset of, I really have nothing to offer the world. Um, I mean, I had gotten a job and I'm just great at my job, awesome work ethic. So I was going through all that, but then in relationships, 
I didn't really feel like I had much. And then, I mean, just for full transparency too, because then my, my current wife and I, um, that showed up in, in, in our relationship. Mm. And um, just, com- just you know, not really to put myself out into that relationship. Mm. And so it was really interesting how a divorce says, you know, how you deal with, with what you currently have. And so we actually, we went through a lot of trials and tribulations. You're over there laughing. I'm laughing because we got Patrick Massey over here giving shout outs. So he first has uh, two native sons. <laughs> All caps with all uh, exclamation points, and then he's uh, giving a shout out to you to No Paddle Needed. No Paddle Needed. No Paddle Needed. <laughs> shout out to Patrick joining on this one. Uh, that's why I was laughing over here because Patrick, he, uh, one time we were doing the round table and I was doing a watch party. So, anybody that's watching this, um, go ahead and share it. Share it as a watch party. Just know that I won't see the comments. Um, but that was something that I was listening to today for uh, Travis Brown, who's big in podcasting. He was saying that while you're live streaming, let people know, hey, share it. Because the best way for us to grow, it's not the reviews that people leave. It's actually sharing it. Um, Because he's like, if you have an average audience listeners of 500 each episode and 10% shares your podcast, that's 50 new people potentially that hears it. Um, And so anybody that's watching this, um, the biggest thing for us is it's the sharing piece. Um, Especially with the podcast, it's all word of mouth. Um, legitimately that's how it grows and whatnot but it's it's what it's funny because I've seen this before I've I've, in some different groups uh, Tony Robbins group dealing with singles and whatnot and there's a woman that's always on there talking about how she's like why does my ex-spouse get to be happy why did he get in a new relationship and I just feel like I'm not worthy worthy of anything um, and so, like, that whole conversation, like, you talked about, you went from the divorce, got into your new, uh, your marriage, current marriage, and it kind of mirrored itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's that mindset piece that is huge with getting in and destroying that so that way it doesn't come with you. Right. Um, and so, with everything that you're doing with the transitional period and getting into the mindset piece as a mindset coach... Now that you see that, because you did have a friend that you talked to was going through potentially thinking about calling it quits with his wife, mm-hmm. you sat down and talked to them, and they had a change of perspective or uh, a change in mindset or whatever it was. Yeah. So where you're at now, and for individuals that are watching this, listening to this, what advice or what would you suggest to them as individuals if they're on this journey beyond divorce or even... I would say even people that are in a new relationship or that are currently married, um, what would you suggest or what would you maybe bring up to them? Well, I, I think the, we'll, we'll go with the, with the into the new relationship because I think it's an important aspect. And you, and you, because um, I listen to your podcast, you know, quite frequently, uh, you, you talk about this a lot where the most important thing that even I had to realize and I've talked with my current wife about is that we as a couple we need to stop we need to stop thinking that we have to complete each other and 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 really the way you say it it just it i mean it's like i knew that right it was Mm -hmm. in in the back of my head i knew that but i still felt like you know coming from a divorce you're wanting to do everything you possibly can to make this thing this thing work but it's, it's all in the wrong aspect and if you can't get yourself together first there's no way you're going to get the relationship together. Mm. And so we, you know, with whatever problems that we've, we've gone through through, our, through the current marriage has definitely been, 
you know, we can't we can't rely on each other to complete the other person because that I mean, the, the just the the sheer stress about failing yep. in that aspect is like especially since you've been through a divorce already and so you know with my current wife this is her her first marriage like the first time being married but when you've gone through a divorce to put that on somebody to say I have to complete this other person but I failed in my first relationship mm. how much more so do you really need to separate that and say look I'm going to complete myself I'm going to do whatever I can to make myself happy with with me because how can i expect you to be happy with me if i'm not happy with myself right yeah and so we we've had these conversations and and we do we kind of have our own little you know she's going after her business and going and doing that and i'm going after mine and then we're just meeting in the middle you know we we bounce ideas off of each other and it's it it's what makes that relationship work then you you know again you're complimenting each other you have a mastermind group within your marriage and not a reliance group within the marriage, mm-hmm. and it's 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 as you would say, Scott, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> and uh, it, it's one of those things because I was listening to a podcast on the way over here, and uh, it was John Kim who he calls himself the angry therapist, and he ends up talking about we have to redefine love um, because you have to look at it, and it's what new experiences do you want? You got to look at it and say, okay, what experiences do I want from this instead of what type of person do I want? It's what experiences do I want to attain from this relationship, this experience piece? And then he said that, and this really kind of blew me away and it kind of punched me in the face too. He's like, you know what? You really don't know what's healthy until you've gone through something that's unhealthy. Right. Um, and I was like, oh man. Um, but that's the thing though, when you start looking at that, some people will not do the work and go through the shit and the muck to say, okay, what do I need to learn from that current situation or the previous situation, and what do I need to bring forward coming into that new relationship, the new piece and whatnot. Um, and then he talks about people will hop, go from one situation to the next, slowly pad it up, um, and they don't really do the work. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny because I've heard people talk about, well, my ex, they got a house, they got nice cars, I see them, and... I was listening and I held out my finger and the person's like, I know what you're going to say. But they continued to talk and then I was like, okay, what, what was I going to say? And they were like, well, how do you know he, they're truly happy? Right. <laughs> I was like, well, if you knew, my, knew the question and knew the answer, what's your perspective? What, what are you doing here? Right. Well, and that's true though because, and, and, that's, and that's not even just in... in failed relationships or what that's in any really you know in friends i just had a conversation with my kids the other day about you know teenage kids can be pretty pretty mean pretty ruthless and i was you have to think about before you go off and and assume that somebody can handle something you're saying to them you have no idea what's going on up in their mind or Mm -hmm. in their heart for that matter so you know he may he or she may look happy but you know there's there's another aspect too that in, even in relationships our self-image is only going to let us go so far and so why do we keep going back to the same type of person mm-hmm. because we believe that's the only kind of person that we're worthy of having mm-hmm. and so if if that if your ex-spouse is stuck in that that cycle they probably aren't happy yeah and it's a uh, man it's just one of those shocking things but it's also the fact that it's a lot of the internal work um 
like I tell people, you got to make yourself happy. The, the saying I really dislike a lot times a thousand is happy wife, happy life. I'm like, you cannot, no, we got to <laughs> quit this shit. It's like, who said this was, hey, this is a great saying. I'm like, oh, well, somebody that was freaking not uh, sure about themselves mm-hmm. and they're relying on the other person to freaking make them happy and whatnot. And I'm like, and then just look at how that gets passed down generation to generation. Um, and then if there's nothing that cuts it off, that's just a vicious cycle that we just constantly see over and over and over again. Um, and that relationship piece, it's, you've got to figure out, you've, you've got to cut it off. Um, and so the shit that happened and you don't like, you've got to figure out, okay, this is the experiences that I need to learn. This is the experience that I need to grow from. Mm-hmm. But how many people really want to do that? That's the toughest part. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I think people want the change. They don't want to put in the work to do it. And really the effort isn't like huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, to, to, to overwrite the programming, I actually had a, a conversation on a previous podcast that's going to be released probably tomorrow. Um, the general, you know, I, even in my mind with, with, with where I've come and I've, I've come so far, even my mind was like to, to read, to reprogram your, you as a person mm-hmm. is going to take time. And he flat out said, no, it doesn't think about how you, you know, reset your phone back to factory mode, right? Mm-hmm. It's just the press of the button and the coding aspect is there. Reprogramming you doesn't have to be intensive. It doesn't have to take years and in in decades. It, it can be more of an instantaneous type of thing, but it's all up here, right? It's, yeah. Until you can get this right, nothing else is going to flow. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's that's powerful too, but it's also like a lot of people are like, this isn't what I want in the next relationship. You should be focusing on this is what I want in the next relationship because what you focus on expands. Right. Um, right. But it's, it's funny because... It, you've got to understand people look at life through a different lens. They're looking at different things. So you've got to understand the lens that they're looking from is what drives them. Right. Um, and don't get mad and whatnot. But I have to laugh because it's just like people are so hard pressed on their stance that they don't want to step off and look at it from a different direction per, potentially because they have to look in the mirror. Right. And be like, shit, this was my doing. Right. <laughs> well, and it's it always is, right? There's Just because... I mean, we, it's so easy to pass the blame and say my my relationship failed because my spouse cheated on me. Mm. Okay, well, was there a reason? I mean, and I'm not saying that there has to be. I'm just saying, you know, you can go back and be like, was there not enough time spent? You know, was were you a workaholic and so yeah. she went somewhere or vice versa? I mean, there's always two sides to every story. And to really kind of understand that, that there, you know, there's a relationship takes two people, so that mm-hmm. you know, two people are involved in the actions. So, you yeah, stop pointing the finger and say, okay, well, what what role did I play in it, and how can I change my yep. my paradigm part of it? That's the biggest thing. But it's also going into the relationship and understanding that it's a hundred hundred, because you'll have people that will go in. 50-50. Well, if you get in a fight, it's 100% that you're trying to delve out here. And um, it's like, okay, you are 53% responsible. I'm only 47% responsible for this. <laughs> right. And the other person's like, screw you, buddy. No, this is not my doing. Um, and so if you go in with that idea of 100-100, 
then the fight's going to be a lot less because you're 100% responsible. They're 100% responsible and whatnot. Right. And definitely with with my current marriage, there's something that we figured out, you know, and it's, it's taken us a while, um, is when we do get into an argument or a fight, and, and we're both pretty headstrong, so our, our fights are pretty good. <laughs> but we look at it and we say when we come back together after that, we can pinpoint this is where I went wrong. And she said, and this is where I went wrong. And I'm sorry about that. You know, instead of lashing out or deflecting or whatever, you know, psychological term you want to, you want to throw out there. (laughs) I had my part in that argument Mm -hmm. and it could have been diffused, but I chose to do this. And then the reaction and she chose to do that and blah, blah. And it just goes from there. So yeah, it's it's you're both a hundred percent responsible a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, well, and I find this interesting. So like, I I pulled out a couple of books that I'm reading and whatnot. This one is Moonshots: Creating a World of Abundance uh, by Naveen Jain, and some of the he he talks about quantum physics and all that. And they were talking that they've seen experiments that they've seen waves actually travel back in time. I was like, oh, it took me five times to read that in about 15 minutes to really simmer. And I was like, okay, it makes sense because when you start expanding your mind, you start looking at things differently, you start tearing down the paradigms that may have been stuck in your head, you can start looking at things differently and be like, okay, it does kind of make sense. I still don't fully understand, but it does. Mm -hmm. Um, And they talk, they're like, think about it. You could potentially have the cause before the effect. (laughs) I was like, oh my goodness. (laughs) But in here he's talking about our mindset is a mind-boggling powerful entity. It is entirely responsible for the world we've created. <laughs> and people are like, I didn't create this. No, your thoughts did. Your thoughts did. And it will define uh, the world we'll live in tomorrow. In the end, we will real, uh, realize either the world we fear to imagine or the world we dare to dream. And I was like, no way, no way. So anybody that's listening, that will be in the show notes. I'll put an affiliate link. That way you can go check out the book. I highly suggest uh, people really need to start reading and whatnot. Oh, they do. They um, do. But the sad fact is a lot of people read less than a full book a year, which I don't understand. Um, but that's also me. I'm a very vivacious reader. Um, I, I've, Along with Moonshots, I've also got this one by Jay Shetty. Uh, think like a monk, train your mind for peace and purpose every day. <laughs> I actually, I tried to, because I, I was, I hated reading. And, and I started getting to the personal development. I started reading books and then I began to love it. And so, and then understanding, you know, the paradigm aspect, I always go, and if you know anything about a paradigm is when we say, I hate reading, it's just an opinion. Mm-hmm. And you don't really. Yeah. You have somewhere in your past that told yourself enough times. And I always, I took it back to when I was in school because I didn't want to do the work. I wanted to go outside and do whatever. So I didn't want to, <coughs> excuse me, I didn't want to do the reading assignment. So I started telling myself that I hate reading. I hate reading. Mm. I hate reading. And it just kind of stuck with me. And then it just, just like anything, like we're talking about with the mindset, when you flip that yeah. and you start telling yourself, actually, reading is not so bad. I quite enjoy reading. And mm-hmm. whether you you believe you do or not, your subconscious mind is going to kick in and go, okay, we like to read. Let's do it. Yeah. So, and, 
It, it's so surprising because the thing is, people have to understand that by reading, it is a way to cut down your learning curve. You're, you're learning from somebody's experience maybe of 30 years. Um, but I laugh because I'll see people, they're like, what's the best relationship book I should read? I'm like, the best relationship book would be getting into the personal development realm and working on yourself. Self, yeah. Um, but it's one of those crazy things that people are always trying to find an answer, trying to find something. And um, when I look at the relationship piece, your, your gift that's really going to strengthen the relationship is by getting into personal development and working on yourself. Yep. Because if you're working on yourself, you're going to give permission to the other person that, hey, it's okay that you can also grow. Um, but John Kim, he said this was also very mind-boggling too. He's like, when you get to the point where you're both comfortable, that's actually a detriment to you because without any like pain or anything like that, you're not growing. Right. Um, and I was like, oh man, because think about how many people have a comfortable relationship because they don't, they look at fighting as being a bad thing. And yeah. if people would look at it that when you're in a mode of fighting, it's not you versus the other person, it's you working together as a team, facing this problem to try to figure out a solution together. Right. Um, but you have a lot of people within a relationship that will fight and blame the other person because they don't want to take responsibility or it's too hard because they're like, shit, now maybe I'm I'm the issue and I've got to look in the mirror and say, what can I do differently and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it's just what I, for anybody that, <laughs> Gone through the divorce, in a marriage, relationship, you're by yourself right now. I highly suggest getting into the world of personal development um, and every day just reading two, 10 pages a day, um, if that, and just start taking that information and start growing and whatnot. Well, so what, is, what is Jim Quick says that if you read, what, 45 minutes a day, mm. you can read a, a book a week. Yep. And then just to go back a little bit, and I, I'm pretty sure that this was somebody on, on, on your podcast before that said you know they had gone through marriage counseling and they had gone through um, just counseling as an individual mm -hmm. and they said that the individual counseling had done more for them their marriage mm -hmm. than the actual marriage counseling because essentially what was happening was the marriage counseling was just piggybacking off of the individual yep. and so really if you just cut that out and just do this and you come together it's everything and we've said this you and I many times it's it's, it's an internal thing you got to mm -hmm. work on the inside of you and then the rest will just kind of fall in place yeah and actually that was uh, Lauren Chessmore that actually brought that up um, and talked about that which was this is very profound because it's like this is I'm saying it um, and it's funny because I don't think I shot you over that episode there was a podcast or not a podcast a YouTube video with Dr. Shafel, um, who was talking on the Mind Valley stage, um, Vashin Lakiani runs Mind Valley, and they'll have a stage where speakers will come on, and she was talking about the fact that a lot of relation, where we're at as adults, a lot of our shit that we're dealing with is because it started in our childhood, um, and so you um, go through, you grow up as a kid, and you don't get the validation, you don't get heard. Um, and then you get into a relationship and it's two people that are stunted maturity wise in the relationship department and they're looking at each other to say, no, you, I have to be heard. You have to hear me. Um, and so I started laughing and I started hearing that. I was like, oh man. And I told people, I was like, 
you have to complete yourself. The other person is not there to complete you. They're there to compliment you. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I, when I heard the audio, I was like, I've been saying this the last month. And so when I send it to people, I'm like, I've already spoken on this, and this was the first time I saw this video, so it's not me coming off of what she stated and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's so interesting just to see how that works. And then she actually talked about, too, she's like, when people go see therapists, and this is the thing, if you need to see a therapist because you have a lot of shit that you're dealing with and you're way down at rock bottom, you need somebody to help you up to bring you back to a baseline. Mm-hmm. So that way you can go find a coach and have that partnership where they can take you from there up to thriving and whatnot. But she's like, a lot of people would end up cutting a lot of sessions out and saving themselves a lot of money if they would go to that first session and be like, yeah, I'm responsible. (laughs) I am the one that caused whatever. But when you think about it, a lot of people don't want to do that because they're like, now I've got to take responsibility. I've got to look in the mirror and say, yep, I have to work on this, I'm the issue. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just... I mean, even even that internal stuff sometimes can just... You're not aware of what happens in your surroundings. Like, sometimes... There, there's a thing, a difference between, you know, being self-involved or self-centered and focusing on yourself, mm-hmm. right? So we're building ourselves, we're building the internal part, and through that, we can become aware about the situations and the happenings that are going around. around. So when you can do that on a conscious level within, your, within, your, within you, mm-hmm. and then you can start seeing, oh, look how I'm reacting to this situation, and... and I'm not noticing my wife or I'm not noticing my husband. <coughs> I'm more just inv- in, involved with what's, you know, my workings. But as you do the personal development, you're, you become aware of things hmm. that you're like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And um, it, when I was going through my journey in personal development, I really started connecting dots about what I was doing wrong in the relationship to, to put a barrier between my wife and I. Mm. And that, again, you know, I, I'm opening up and seeing what she was needing from me, not so much to complete her, right, but just yeah. what she was needing from the relationship. And it was just, I mean, we could probably go on for days about work that person development, what that does for your relationship mm. and for in any relationship is, is mind-blowing. Yep. And I think it's, uh, it's just, it's powerful, um, but it's also one of those things, too, that, like, going into the next relationship, I know one of my biggest things that I'm looking at going into the next relationship is an individual ha- that has a growth mindset, um, that is always looking to improve themselves and looking to grow, mm-hmm. um, but that's also come with my journey and where I'm at. <laughs> it's taken a long time, um, because I know where I'm at. Because I have to laugh, um, I went on one, this was about two years ago, I, I recall, I went on a date with somebody I met online, and um, she's like, do you think my accent's funny? And she had a southern accent, and so um, I was like, no, and she's like, well, people at my work make fun of me for it. I was like, well, why are you letting it bother you? Um, this is who you are. Right. Um, but when that brought up, I was like, nope. Nope. And so it's one of those things that it's just, I don't know what to say. Um, because you, I have to remember people are looking at life through their own lens. Yeah. 
Um, but it comes down to that validation piece and wanting everybody to love you and trying to be driven by being validated by everybody else. Um, but I think that's personal development realm that's really helped me out that it's on me. Um, the relationships are just a complimentary piece and I don't have to worry about it. So if something does happen, then that's on them. Um, if, if they end up having an expired relationship, they walk out, okay. Um, cool, I'm not relying on them to complete me. <laughs> right. Well, and that, that kind of just coincides with your, your Zafuji lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. It's either you like me for who I am or you, or you don't. Yep. So either you like me because I have an accent or, or you don't. Yep. I really don't care at this point. No, I only want the people around me. And that's and how, how much more important is that in, in a marriage or in a new relationship, it's look, I, I've gotten myself to a point where I feel like I'm complete. And that's where the compliment's going to happen. Because either you're going to accept this and, or you're not. And when you accept it, then you're on this common plane. And then you're accepting that person for the completeness that they found and then the completeness that you found. And then you, that compliment does happen. Yeah. And that's just mutual respect. And that's really, like, if you think about it, that I think a lot of relationships just, they don't have the mutual mm -hmm. respect. Yep. And I think because in uh, Jay's book, he had talked about, he went and listened to this monk speak, and the guy had spoken that um, you have to be mindful that planting trees under whose shade we do not plan to sit. Um, and I look at this aspect now with my journey and my two daughters, um, working with them and helping them with that mindset piece. Um, that way it impacts my great-great-great-grandchildren times six when mm -hmm. I'm not around right. because it had passed down and I'm planning that, that flag as a legacy to say this is no more. Um, this is what's going to take place going forward. Mm -hmm. And um, I, it's just one of those powerful things and whatnot. But I think it's also the awareness piece. Yeah. And so you have to be mindful about focusing on the root cause and not try to focus on all the branches and leaves and whatnot. It's focusing on the root cause of what's going on. Right. Um, and a lot of the root causes are self. Yeah. <laughs> As though he's over there barking. Barking. <laughs> she never barks. Sorry about that. So that's going to be extremely loud. <laughs> so wait. There's people out there right now. So Sorry. Goodness. That's strange. She never barks. <laughs> I don't know. She's got to protect the house, man. She's she, she she's just saying, speak the truth, Scott. Speak the truth. <laughs> but I, I find it funny, too, because you'll start coming into relationships, and my whole shift has really helped out. Um, I come true to myself to the table, and you'll come across people that will be like, why are you showing me kindness when I don't deserve it? And it's it's those interesting parts when you listen to how people speak mm -hmm. and then you'll hear them joke mm -hmm. and you'll be like, you've got to be very cautious on this. Mm -hmm. I understand it's a joke. Um, and we try to make comedy, uh, we try to bring comedy to everything to lessen the blow, but I'm like, your subconscious mind does not know if this is good, bad or good joke or bad joke. Right. It's going to look to find things to answer your joke <laughs> and show you if you say you're a piece of garbage, Hey, here you go. Here's all the reasons. Well, and the other aspect of that is they'll say that, and they'll go, oh, I was just kidding. No, you weren't. Mm -hmm. Because that that knee-jerk response that just came out, that is you. That's, mm -hmm. That is what you have ingrained in your mind already, in your subconscious mind. You believe that about yourself, jokingly or, or not. Um, 
you know that that part comes from your heart, right? So we had, this happened just last night. Somebody said something. She goes, "Well, I didn't mean to say that." Yeah, you did. I mean, because <laughs> you gotta love that. I mean, because <laughs> when it comes out that way, is that's coming from here, right? Mm-hmm. Or or your subconscious aspect. So why do people feel like and where did it come from? Where was like I, I'm just a piece of crap and I don't deserve it, or mm-hmm. or or whatever that is. Sure you do. Stop telling yourself you don't because yeah. you do. Everybody does. I mean, and, and people are going to argue, well, what about the person that killed 12 people? All right. I mean, we can split hairs here. But, yeah. I mean, in general, people in relationships, you both deserve to be happy. You both deserve the best in life. Yeah. You both are great. You know, we are all made great. Mm-hmm. And so we all need to get back to that greatness. Yeah. And it goes back to the whole, you've got to really question your belief system. You've got to look and see what stories you're telling yourself. That paradigm that's in your head, um, that somebody else uh, shifted, somebody that shoved it into your head and said, no, this is what you're going to believe. This is good for you. Um, And it's just a sad part. But that's the thing, though, too, with love. Um, Freaking, we have disney and you have all the tv shows and it doesn't help out because your vision of love could be what you saw with your parents right <laughs> and so you're like well i don't know what's right i don't know what's true yeah well but yeah and that's true like we how are we programmed when it comes to relationships what are we mapping that out to be and that's where i think it comes in, into play of what you were saying is don't worry about what your parents had or, you know, what Aladdin has or, mm-hmm. or whatever. What is it you want yep. from that relationship? And build it from there. Like, create, create your perfect relationship mm-hmm. instead of just trying to mimic what other people have. Because what may have been working for them isn't going to work for you. I mean, we're, we're all individuals, but so create, just create the perfect marriage. Yep. And that's, I think that's powerful too, but then people will be like, well, how's it going to happen? I was like, you don't know how it's going to happen. Just know you're, you're what and the why. Yeah. The how will happen. Um, but it's one of those things that I always tell people. I'm like, your thoughts lead to feelings. Your feelings lead to actions. Your actions lead to results. Yeah. Um, and so if you have these thoughts that you're not worthy, you don't deserve it, you're going to feel bad about yourself, you're going to feel, you're going to feel like, why do I need to do anything? And then your actions, you're going to go out there and start, if you don't do the shifts, you're going to start attracting the same shit that you dealt with before. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to be like, well, what's going on here? Like, why am I in the same relationship that I just got out of? And then your results, you're going to be like, this sucks. Um, I hate life. I hate all relationships. I'm not meant to be loved. I'm not meant to be in a relationship. But this is the thing, like, people have to understand, too, as humans, we're social creatures. Mm -hmm. Um, But it also comes down to the fact, too, though, that we... We're in tribes. And so your tribe, you had different individuals in your tribe for different things. Um, I think a lot of times we look at our spouse or our romantic partner to be that person that fills everything. And I'm like, you can't put the onus on somebody like that. Like, you've got your friends for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, coming from a male, female, being a guy, like your male friends are going to give you a different light, different perspective than your female romantic partner. Um, But I think that's the other thing, too, is, like, we've got to the point where, like, everybody's the end-all, be-all, and all this and that. And I'm like, that's not how this works. Uh, we got to understand we're 
our tribe mentality, um, and you got to build your tribe. Yeah. Because maybe your romantic partner, your spouse, hasn't dealt with it before. Maybe they've had a different life experience that they've never known what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that's the other thing, though, is looking and saying, okay, is somebody holding space for you? Even if they don't understand the empathy aspect, um, but you also have to hold space for yourself, and you got to give yourself grace and whatnot. Yeah. So it's just one of those things that I just look and when I see different things, like people are getting upset, crying, and they're like, why did, why am I not getting the same thing? It's like, well, are you working on yourself? Are you doing the work? And that's the toughest part because doing the work, you're like, now I've got to go look and say, okay, what did I do wrong? Right. What do I need to grow from? What do I need to bring into the next relationship? Um, but that can be a tough piece. Yeah. Well, and I, I, so again, uh, it's just a mindset thing what you said you know your your feelings are going to produce actions and the actions are, are going to produce the results but then what's the, the the layer on top of that it's what you're focusing focusing on is what's producing the feelings right because mm -hmm. it's your conscious thoughts are, are being impressed in your subconscious which generates the feelings which brings the actions which gives you the results so if we're continuously focusing on the fact that we're not worthy or we can only we're only worthy enough for this certain type of relationship, then that, that cyclic act, action is going to bring you that same exact relationship. And so it all goes back to what we were just saying, right? Mm -hmm. What is it you want? How, what, what kind of relationship do you want to create? And then focus on that relationship and then say, okay, this is what I want. What kind of personal development do I need to, to go there? And then with those things, and I always say, when you start to focus on your dreams and your wishes and your ambitions and your desires, what happens is the, the feelings are different because mm -hmm. those conscious thoughts are pressing on your subconscious, which are generate the feelings of anticipation, of excitement, mm -hmm. of gratitude, of all those good feelings that really drive the, re the results and the, or the actions to, get, to give you the results that you need to get that relationship that you want. Yep. And it's just, it's just where are you... Where are you placing your focus on what it what's your conscious thoughts working on and if it's going to be on that negative aspect you're going to get negative in return if yep. you're going to go for the positive you'll get the positive in return well and i think it's funny because well not funny but interesting because my mom is really big into following the te uh, teachings of neville goddard and so he talks about the fact that you what you're thinking of and whatnot is actually you're pushing yourself out on to other people mm. um and so if you've got these negative thoughts about yourself you're pushing that out on to other people and that's like the mirroring effect you're gonna find that in other people right um and so but it all goes back to the mindset piece it does it's, and i think people just need to understand that it doesn't matter what you're going through in life divorce relationship i mean I, I think it was probably Titus, maybe he was, or maybe he talked about it with me, but his whole mindset of going through the divorce would make the divorce aspect so a much easier process of, I just want us both to be safe, yeah. right? And so that, that's a mindset. But if you go into, the, into, into a divorce going, you know, I'm going to be vindictive, now it's time for revenge or whatever, your divorce is going to be a living hell. Yeah. And so, and that's, so that's mindset in that aspect. Mindset and okay, well, after the divorce, where do we go? Well, if you're going to believe that you're a failure or you're unworthy, then you're never going to be worthy for anything ever again. So, yeah. again, it's your mindset. You want success in business. It's your mindset. 
how everything revolves. <laughs> our, our minds are so flipping powerful, yep. and and people don't. You know, we're we're taught that we're limited in, in mm. what we can do, but really, if you think about what your thoughts can do for you, I mean, I, I every time I, I see a special or read a book or really dive into the science of what our minds do, mm. I just sit and you know I'm I'm a pretty spiritual person, so I just sit in awe of the creation that God has done and like he has really given us everything we possibly could need to be happy within ourselves, but it's all your mindset. And I have to laugh because I actually talked to an individual that used to be a pastor, Dennis Moffitt. Um, He's gone through a divorce, but he was talking about the fact that, and this is also a hard press issue too, is with the, the Christians and whatnot. Um, everybody's like, divorce is bad, this and that. And, uh, like, God didn't intend divorce, but this is like, if you actually do studies, what it was was God looked down upon the putting out of the wife without giving the right, saying, hey, I'm, I'm tired of you, you pissed me off, get out of here. He's like, what God really hated was the women getting pushed out of the house without that right, mm-hmm. because if they didn't get that right, they were stuck into ending up becoming prostitutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but that's the thing, like the Christian faith and whatnot, some of those things that are passed down, because this is the other thing. And so I don't, whatever, we're getting on this one, but he was talking about with the, the King James version. He said, that's the worst Bible to study because King James in England gave a decree of 14 to 16 things to be kept out of the Bible. Right. And so it's one of those things that you're like, okay, this is what the Bible's saying. Um, but then think about it too, though. You have pastors that are interpreting it, and right. you're going to get different interpretations and whatnot. So it's like, <laughs> which one? Which one? Uh, yeah, I know. And I don't know that there's an, an easy answer to that. Because I, I mean, I went through the same thing with 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 my divorce. Of oh Lord, what's you know, is this what does this mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say at that time I'm, I probably wasn't the most spiritual person, right? I mean. When I was, I ran away from home when I was 16. I did that because I was really trying to escape mm. that aspect, right? I wanted to do my own thing. I yeah. wanted to do things that were going against what we were, you know, most were being taught in church. So when I went through all that, and so I, I wouldn't say that I had put God in the forefront of my relationship to begin with. And so that really, that was another aspect of that going, is that why it failed? And mm. because I wasn't this and... I th- sometimes we just overthink things, but you know, there's an aspect with mine nothing really happened. She just, she, I mean, we, and it's a whole other pod- podcast episode about what was going on in, in her mind, but we've, we've definitely had some conversations afterwards, yeah. but she again had her own inner work that she had to do and that there's, she's, she felt like she just, it just wasn't right for her. And, and so there was this aspect she wanted to go. The Bible says that they want to go, let them go. Mm. It doesn't say try to, you know, it's, I, I tried it. I asked, hey, do, do we want to go to marriage counseling, blah, blah, blah. She's like, nope, I just feel like this is what I need to do. And I'm yeah. like, cool. And I think from that point, whether it was right or wrong, I just, I just washed my hands of it and said, I'm from now on, I just, I'll just go off and do the best that I can from here on out, you yeah. know? And, and, but I think too many people, and even afterwards, we'll just, focus on the back end of it we're going oh way back when i got a divorce and bad i did this wrong and and, okay great move on (laughs) 
And I think so. There's a couple of different things here. So one is the saying that we both heard that a man convinced against his own will is still of the same opinion still. So if you try to convince somebody, you're not going to do anything. They have their opinion. So right. you can't really convince somebody. Yeah. Um, and that's where you you have to be complete yourself. you got to focus on yourself. Um, but the uh, other thing, too, is the interesting thing is I was listening to a speaker who was it? I'm blanking on it. Um, but he was saying that he was on the plane. Oh, it's Tim's story. He was talking about he he sat down next to this gentleman and was talking to him. And he was asking. And he asked the gentleman, he's like, are you married or are you single? He's like, I'm divorced. All right. yeah. And then he, he asked him several times. And the guy kept giving him the same answer. And he's like, Tim's like, okay, how long have you been divorced for? 17 years. <laughs> And so the fact that he's like, think about that. That person's using that as a crutch yeah. to not move forward. And so when I thought about that, I'm like, how, how often do, if somebody asks me, are you married or uh, single, how often do I tell them I'm divorced? Because think about it, like you're applying for something, it's like, are you married, single, single divorced? Divorce. Yeah. And so there's the, the option for that. There's that stigma, like <laughs> once it's, <laughs> yeah, I'm divorced, so therefore it's, it's like... It's, <laughs> It's like an alcoholic, I, and I hate to say this, but it's true, right? So, you know, alcoholics, they're forever alcoholics. Mm. They, they go through AA, they kick their addiction, and they years, years have gone by, and they haven't touched a drop, and, but they still label themselves as an alcoholic. Mm. Well, so what, what point in time does it come to, I've reset that? I've reset that button. I'm not... Yes, I'm divorced for so long, but so when do you say, yeah. cool, I'm single? Uh, that's where you got to make that determination. Yeah. But that's the other thing, too. It's interesting because you'll hear people that will be like, hey, this person, I, I know this person. They've got divorced. They go into another relationship. They seem to be happy. When is it my time? When does that happen? And I'm like, you've got to look at it. And that's work that you have to do. Mm-hmm. And your body and your mind is going to determine when, okay, you're ready. But it's also, I think it comes down to the thoughts again. It's like, here you go. Your mind's going to say, nope, you're not ready. You've got to learn something here. Um, But that can be a tough thing for people because we're such in a uh, society of comparing. Yeah. Well, no, I I think you're right. And I think it is that the more you tell yourself, again, your thoughts, the more you tell yourself you're not ready, you're not going to be. And there's what, so Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. It's really, what is it you think? So if, if you feel like you want to have a relationship, but you keep telling yourself that you're not ready, you're yeah. never going to be ready. When you get that feeling, go with the feeling. Say, cool, I got the feeling. I'm ready. Yep. And when you start telling yourself that you're ready, you'll be ready. Well, it's interesting, too, because it's like you'll you'll see these rules of dating. Like, oh, if you get somebody's number, wait three days. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> out of here with that bullshit but it's one of those things that it's like hey this is the rule of society let's follow it let's follow it it's like screw that that's freaking stupid as ever you'll ever see i i agree i'm like you know what if you want to call the next day call the next day if if if, if that person thinks that you're now are uh or what's the word pathetic or whatever then yeah. so be it then you don't need them well then um I've heard it said because you'll have a lot of people, especially for females, it's like, let me play hard to get. I'm like, why? 
if you like the guy, don't play hard to get. But mm-hmm. it's this whole stigma and the crazy ass stupid shit. Well, but stupid is that the guy because they have to play the game because that's the rules that society has set out, and so we all. Well, I shouldn't say we all because we don't, right? Because we've we've changed our mindset, but the vast majority plays within the rules that society gives us. Yeah. And but that's not the those really. There are no rules. <laughs> There's, I mean, there isn't. This we make our own rules again. Think of it up here of what you want. Go out and get what it is you want. Yeah, it's just funny. Uh, but this is also my thought process. So I, I may be on my own island for everything, which is okay. Uh, you either love me or you hate me, but there's no in between with me. So you know where I stand with you. Yeah. Um, and there's been times that I, like I'll just speak the truth, and I'm like, if you don't like it, well. Uh, you gotta look and see why you don't like it. Um, if I'm speaking the truth and you're like, that sucks and that's so stupid. Well, why does it suck and why is it stupid? <laughs> I, I do remember in one as a kid in, in the church that I, there's something that always stuck out to me that was you can tell you can tell when it's the truth because it rubs you wrong. Mm. And so when you feel like this uncomfortableness, <laughs> that's something that's going against the somewhat ever live. So. I mean, it's just that you just judge that on there. So you're like, oh, I don't like that. It's probably because it's the truth. And so you need to change something. So. It's good times. It's good times. So now we got, of course, as we run through the pod decks. So we've got these out here. Um, we'll run through them very easy. Anybody that does live stream, broadcasting, is thinking about getting into podcasting or you're already doing it, I highly suggest getting these tools here, pod decks. Um, I know I've got a code that you can utilize. It's 10% off of your first order. It's let's go to six. Um, but I know Travis has come out with a web-based application that you can download. Apple's already got it. Uh, Android should be out the 27th of November, what he's saying. But in there, it's got like 12 decks. Um, so for what we have physically, it's five decks and whatnot. So, But it's funny because I've watched videos that you've done. And <laughs> usually, I'll watch a little bit, and then I'll scroll through and whatnot. And then I'll get to them because I love watching that stuff. Because you'll watch people and their reactions. Right. They're like, what is this? <laughs> I think it's cool. Like the pod deck things, and I'm, I'm actually glad you introduced them to me because it does take it to a different level. But... It's really strange how the questions, as random as they are, will always end up coming back around to whatever the topic was. Yeah. And it's so, I mean, I have yet to get an outlandish one. Um, (laughs) So maybe that's just it, but. That could be why. So the first one that I pulled here was it's the interview deck. What things do you do every day that you wish could be automated? So there's, there's a lot. So. Cooking, if I wish that would be so like if Star Trek could just could come to reality where we could just walk up and say I want this and it was just happen, you know, that would be awesome. And then um, dishes, like I know we have dishwashers and that's automated, but I still have to load it. Yeah. And you know I have kids, and so, so sometimes they can do it, but when they're not around. <laughs> something I gotta do and I could be reading books I could be doing whatever yeah. r- rather than cooking food and doing dishes so those would be the two things that I think with everything that I do now I think doing the live streaming <laughs> doing the podcast um, ultimately the thing that if I could automate it was being able to take 
the thoughts that I have to give the titles and to do the editing and all that, like just do it that way. So I don't have to worry about that. Right now, I think that's, that would be the things that if I could automate, that's what it would be because it'd be a lot less work, um, but it's okay. So I, I enjoy it because it's the creative process and whatnot, but it's very interesting when you start looking. But going back to your cooking aspect, you have subscription services that put everything together for you. You just that's, have to still cook it. That's true. <laughs> And that, really, that's, that's just, I don't, I don't want to say it's a laziness aspect, but it, there is a little bit of that. I, I just, I could be doing so many other things. And really, if, if the kids aren't here, I I probably won't cook. Dinner. Well, I, I find it funny, too, because I, I know people in the business world and whatnot, and there's people that have nannies. There's people that will have people that will professionally prep their meals. Mm -hmm. So there's a way that automates it for you. You still have somebody else doing it for you, but... I mean, yeah, maybe one day I'll, I'll, I'll get to that point. Oh, it, it's coming. We, we already know. So, um, let's see here. So, this, these are funny. So, what technology do you wish existed? Can, can we go back to the Star Trek in making my food situation? That's the technology I want. Um, so, hmm, I don't know. Like, I, I utilize... Well, I shouldn't say I utilize. I've been finding a lot of technologies that actually already exist that have been making my life a lot easier, right? Mm. So, you know, writing this, this new book with with Google Speak and you can just talk and it and it types it out. There's, I, I don't know that I think, I wish there was something that existed. I wish that it would be improved upon. Mm. Like, I wish those voice things would actually listen to pauses and add commas and periods instead of just doing these run-on sentences that last forever because because i to me is like i then i still have to go back and go back in and do that but i mean that's that's i, I don't know maybe i'm just way overthinking that but i think that that would be because I, I don't know i like the more i read and the more i start writing writing for books and stuff the more i just i really enjoy doing that yeah and the fact that you can talk through it, and I feel like that really gets the emotion out, but then it doesn't, and it's easier, but then I have to go back through and add, add that all in there. Yeah. And then you start quite second guessing what it is you said. <laughs> like, oh, maybe I should rearrange that word, because uh, I don't know. Well, it's just like when I write my notes, my writing's so small that I'll start reading, and I'll be like, I think it says this, and then I'm like, nope, scratch that, I gotta go back. And so Merrim's like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I, I'm reading my writing, and it, it needs to get a little bit bigger and whatnot. Yeah, it um, does. I, I've seen your writing. It's it's a little. <laughs> you need, if you need a microscope to see what it is that you said, a magnifying glass. Not even a mic. No, it's even too small for a magnifying glass. <laughs> um, with the technology that existed, ultimately, like if we could get it to where we have these, uh, like the banking tubes where you put the money in there and it sucks up mm -hmm. if we could have that where we could just get shot up through the tubes uh, like Denver <laughs> whoo buddy like that would cut out a lot a lot um, but it's like these futuristic technologies and whatnot for me um, but yeah it's interesting just to see like things that are coming into fruition and whatnot like virtual reality and we have to deal with uh, artificial intelligence mm -hmm. which that's a funny thing they're like why do you want to deal with something that the name is artificial intelligence? It's made up intelligence. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's an interesting thing and whatnot, but I think right now just uh, decrease travel and whatnot, like especially flying, like flying overseas, 
That takes so long. So you're so you're you're wanting kind of that um, the Polar Express. Where have you have you seen that movie with your girls? Yeah. Where they they are they jump into some little turbo pod thing that takes them. Mm-hmm. You want, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. But it's interesting. It's funny. But you know what? Like that's where you can start dreaming and start creating your realities but that's also where you start thinking about the audacious hairy goals that everybody looks at you like they're crazy this is funny because um i was listening listening or reading and they were talking about the wright brothers and so when they talked about flying their dad was a priest or pastor and he's like humans aren't meant to fly you're gonna go to hell if you fly imagine if they would have listened to their dad we wouldn't have airplanes. We wouldn't have airplanes. Yeah, so it's it's one of those interesting things. So now, and I find this funny because this has not been opened yet. So it took me a little bit to open it. Um, it's the Which one are those? Would You Rather deck. Yeah, I haven't done those ones yet. So, would you rather wear a onesie 24-7 for a year or a horse head costume for a month straight? <laughs> that's, that's funny. So my daughter came over. She dropped my grandson off and... They were going to a Halloween party on Friday, and she she came back to pick them up. She goes, "Man, they were all these people were in onesies, and they looked so comfortable." And the more I thought about that, like I've never, you know, as an adult, I don't I haven't worn a onesie since. <laughs> I, I don't even know when. I don't even remember. But I think I'd go with that because watching the little kids run around in those onesies, yeah. they do seem pretty pretty comfy so and so we have daniel mccarthy that commented she said uh jets and tubes for travel just like the jetsons oh yeah yeah, yeah. That's, jetson a, tubes. that's a good one yep so yeah. we got a few uh, think futuristic and whatnot but also give a shout out to danielle because she's on the challenge also of uh doing 30 days of uh posting so anybody that is looking for another podcast to uh, check out check out danielle's uh coffee chicks and cash um, great information, the female perspective when it comes to money and all that. Just very powerful. And I'm going to, I'll say this too, don't let the coffee chicks and cash as a guy turn you off because the information, I listen to Daniel's podcast and the information that is put out there is just re- it just as relevant for, you know, the male species. Mm-hmm. Is And really, like, I really enjoy because there's a whole holistic thing when it comes to, to mindset, right? Yep. And so if you want to be completely, you know, tuned in to every aspect and the finances and the money, there's that's part of it, right? Because mm-hmm. there was, I think it was on her first, the first episode she was talking about, or her guest was talking about, we don't talk about money. Mm-hmm. It's like this this faux pas thing to talk about it. Yep. And really, and that's just our mindset. So when we're trying to go for this whole holistic approach of, of you know, what does success mean, whether, it, whether it's financially or whether it's through health or whatever, you have to wrap your head around all of it. And, and her podcast is just, it's an amazing one for that. So yep. I, I fully support people listening to that as well. Yep. So I'll put that in the uh, comments and also share that because I know she came on as a uh, co-host to, like, maybe the first, the fifth episode, if I remember right. (laughs) We've gone, and I think we're at, this is episode 27 for the podcast. Um, So she was, like, the first, she was actually our first uh, guest to come on as a co-host for the podcast. So I'll put that in the show notes, um, and then I'll update it for the video, too, with that information. But, yeah, check it out and whatnot. Um, 
And for me, like, you know I'm going to go either way, but I would much rather have my face free-flowing so people can see me smiling <laughs> um, because it's that human connection piece, yeah. being able to smile and whatnot, because it's a micro exchange of energy for people when you smile. Um, so I will wear the onesie for a year straight. It's all good. Um, Jasper, Jasper Axelrad with uh, Tabala, she, we're going to have her come on the Dreamer Cypher. And she's like, can we wear onesies? And Patrick's like, sure. <laughs> Patrick's not so game for that sometimes. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Um, <laughs> because we did a spicy chocolate challenge uh, that we did a live stream on. Yeah. So we're also talking about the one chip challenge that... Yeah, Patrick was not very happy when you go watch that video because he already did it once. Um, and Sharon's like, hey, you want to do this? I was like, yep, let's go. <laughs> Patrick was not happy with it. So it's funny. Um, but just very interesting just to get out there and just be be yourself and not have any issues of not showing up true to yourself and whatnot. Too many people don't want to do it. Yeah. So the last one that we have is what the heck questions. I'm excited, though, to be able to download the actual app because I have an Android, so it's not out until the 27th of November. But yeah. one of the decks is uh, How Dare You. So it's like very comedic stuff, and there's like 185 questions in that deck. Yeah. I was like, all right, here we go. So, um, And then like one's a futuristic deck. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> more power. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Toilet paper, over or under? Over. <laughs> Somebody said there is a schematic or blueprint for the, the development of toilet paper. There is. Um, I look at it, I'm like, as long as I have toilet paper, I'm like, what's the big deal with it going over or under? I'm like, as long as it's there. I don't know why. That's just the way I was, I just always remembered it being over, so... <laughs> Are you one of those people that if you go to somebody's house and it's under, like, you change it? I don't, but my ex-wife would. She 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 would flat out tell, yep, I'll go in and I'll rearrange that. Oh, man. I'm like, well, cool. I mean, that's one way to cause a lot of stress. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I guess when it comes down to it, though, like, as long as you have something to, to, to clean yourself up with, does it really matter? But you can talk about that though too. They've uh, like you have a lot of countries that have bidets, yeah. and so they don't have toilet paper. And being an American, you start thinking about that. And you're like, that is so crazy. Like I don't want water shot up my butt and whatnot. <laughs> but think about it. You're taking toilet paper and you're wiping your butthole with it. What if the toilet paper breaks and then you end up having a finger that drags across? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, and I was reading. I don't remember why. I was reading some stupid history thing about the uh the way things were in the wild west about hygiene and things and and they obviously they didn't have toilet paper they used this was quite disturbing so i apologize but they used corn cobs right and they just mm. re reuse the same corn cobs so i mean again just be happy you Ooh. have water or toilet paper and who cares about how it was sure but you have arguments that start over this and i'm like <laughs> all right whatever that's that's what you're looking at life and whatnot but it's just like one of those things like you go look and see like how much water it takes to make toilet paper make a roll somebody said it's like 55 gallons of water to create toilet paper a roll so huh. you're using a lot of water to create paper that's gonna go flush down the toilet and whatnot so but i've talked to people and they're like i i don't want to get water up my butthole i'm like well I think it's a little bit cleaner than you having your fingers right there. But, but again, it's just 
that's just the, the paradigm that we were raised in. We were raised that that's just for those who utilize it in those countries. That's a common thing for them. They don't know that it's strange. <laughs> that's funny. We feel it's strange, but I mean, really, just again, it's, it just is what it is until we we assign something to it. I have to laugh because somebody I just saw somebody's watching this at this point. So if you're like, what is going on here? Talk about toilet paper fingers near your butthole and all that. This is how we run things. So like the end of the show is just off the cuff. Here we go. <laughs> so, but um, man, appreciate you taking the time to jump on here. Uh, if there, what, anything else that you want to share, um, if anybody wants to get in contact with you, because I know you've got your coaching business with the mindset piece, um, how would they go about to do that? Um, so there's quite a few ways. So I have the, the, um, GarrettGoggins.com. You can go there and there's, uh, contact information, but really a lot of my stuff is done through the Dr. Garrett Goggins Facebook page. And so you can IM me there. Um, and really... I, I love people just jump on asking asking questions like, I don't know, it's just, I have the program, but I, I, I enjoy the networking aspect of it just, just as much. And uh, some people don't feel like they need a coach, and that's fine. Let's just mm. get together. We can talk. We can talk about it. I love it. I mean, that's, I guess, my passion has just turned into this mindset piece. So when I get going, it's it's uh, it's fun. But those those are the main two avenues. Um, if they're interested in more of the mindset aspect, there is the uh, on the Garrett Goggins dot com. They can download the ebook, Moving Upstream Without a Paddle, which is what the my podcast is based on. Um, quick read, but uh, and I think there's also my master classes on there. So some, okay. some good, just some good information for them for the mindset piece. Yep, and I highly suggest people just taking up uh, Garrett on his offer, reaching out to him, talk to him. Um, He's, he's huge on helping individuals with just changing the mindset piece. Um, I've seen the work that he's done on himself. And when it like he, he talked about the coach piece, like a lot of people don't think they need a coach, but people have to understand that you have to have that unobjective person that's there to give you gentle accountability, give you a look from the outside in that you may not see. Um, and as coaches, we're not here to tell you what you need to do, this is what you need to do for your life. No, it's asking you questions because as individuals, we're the hero of our own life. We're yeah. the expert of our own life. Um, and so it's just helping you out with that um, because having people sit with you um, just in the shit and just be there for you, that can be huge for you as an individual. So, um, But thank you guys for your time. If you have any questions in the show notes, we do have the email that you can reach out to myself and Miriam. Uh, it's TJ, so the journey beyond BD0711 at gmail.com. Uh, you can reach out to us that way. We have our Facebook group, the um, After Divorce Grace Laughter Lessons, that you can come join. Um, we did have somebody that recently joined from the UK, so I don't know. We have individuals that have listened to the podcast before that are in the UK. Um, so if that's who you are, uh, thank you for jumping on there. Hopefully we can give you that space and that safe space for you. Um, but other than that, uh, looking forward to coming back next week, provide more value, share more, uh, share more tools and whatnot, and just uh, have give you this family and this space for you. So we'll catch you guys next week. Yeah, same for my people. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> Y'all know how to get in touch with Scott and Miriam now. Um, if you're going through a divorce, definitely. They, I mean, they're 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 the people to reach out to just because 
you do need a safe space. And um, so I, I, I listen, I haven't, it's been years since I've gone through my divorce and I still find information in your guys' podcast that I can relate to today. So I strongly encourage reaching, reaching out to them and, and just know that we're doing 30 days every single day. There's <laughs> going to be something on these podcasts. So um, tune in and you can get just inspired or whatever you need from us. So, yep. All right. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of The Journey Beyond Divorce with Scott Brandt and yours truly as the guest co-host. If we're at any time, you really want to get into the conversation about mindset and what that looks like for you to achieve goals or to achieve success, feel free to reach out to me on my website, garrettgoggins.com, or you can do the same by direct messaging me on the Facebook page, Dr. Garrett Goggins. And let's get into the conversation. Let's start talking about what what your mindset looks like in order to to truly accomplish those high-level, C-level goals. Um, I always look forward to having those discussions. And, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm doing the 30 days of podcasting, so tune in tomorrow. I have another very special guest, one that I'm sure you will thoroughly enjoy. He's just a, such an inspirational guy, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, having the conversation with him. So tune in tomorrow, and until then, keep going against the flow because that's where greatness happens. <laughs>